friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me. The podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday and welcome to Talk Bookish to Me. Today we have guest Allie Dunn with us to chat all about middle grade books. We'll be sharing some recommendations and of course chatting about some upcoming releases too. We're so excited to have Allie joining us today. Allie, go ahead. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Allie. Uh, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Yeah, I have a YouTube channel called Mrs. Dunn Reads. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Allie Dunn. But I'm so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this for like ever. I know, us too. (laughs) And you're like the middle grade queen. Oh my gosh, that title (laughs) is just makes me feel so special. That's crazy. So crazy. (laughs) Links to Allie's social media will be available in the notes of today's episode, so make sure you guys go check her out. Quick reminder that our next book discussion is coming up. We're reading The Project by Courtney Summers, which is a YA thriller about main character Lo, questioning everything she thought she knew about her sister, herself, cults, and the world around her. The discussion is on March 15th, which is our very next episode, and so you still have time to read it and join us for that episode in two weeks. Before we jump into today's topic, we always share what we're currently reading. Allie, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll be very quick because currently I am not reading anything on my own mm. right now. Uh, for those of you who are who don't know me, uh, I'm a middle school teacher and that has been taking up a lot of my time <laughs> recently. And also I am, I guess I could, this might count, I'm reading Scythe by Neil Schusterman with my students. And oh, actually nice. this coming week we'll be finishing up that book, so... I guess that can count. I've been currently reading that since January (laughs) with all of them. They're loving it. It's been so fun. I think it's so fun that you were able to like bring that into your classroom, like a new, like more modern book, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I know you did it last year as well. And I'm always interested, like, do they like it? Yeah, they are (laughs) so into it and it makes my heart so happy. (laughs) That's awesome. I wish I got to read that in school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Um, So I'm currently reading The Project by Courtney Summers. It's our next book discussion. Um, And I know we just had a recent book discussion. So our next book discussion after The Project won't come until the summertime. But yeah, I'm currently reading this one. I don't want to say any of my thoughts or anything. Obviously, I'm saving all that information for our next episode. So you'll have to tune into that. Well, I am reading a book that wasn't even on my like TBR radar. So one of my friends sent me a message and was like, oh my gosh, you need to stop everything and read The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Is that how you say his last name? Haig? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like I'll look at my library and see and then I was like that's cool I'm in position 43 and then it showed up at my door she bought it for me so she was like you need to stop everything you're doing and read it right now so I actually am reading and listening to it I started like listening to it at work a couple days ago and I think I'm halfway through and I'm actually really liking it she had said she was like it reminds me of like maybe in another life which is one of my favorite books and it really does it's it's a book about like this girl who doesn't think that she wants to live anymore and somehow it's like this like midnight library thing obviously it's not like real um but in this library there's like all of these books that are all different ways that your life could have gone and like any regrets that you had that you could take back anything that maybe you like had wanted to do and you chose not to do it it's literally like all these choices and so she gets to go back and like and try different like lives and is it like you know is it as it seems like did you want to stay in that life did you not like that life you know it's really cool I don't know I really like that concept yeah that's on my TBR for next month 
I'm really excited about that one. I've heard really good things. So yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it as well. So today's episode is in celebration of Middle Grade March. And if you don't know, Middle Grade March is a reading challenge that started over on Instagram. The Bookstagram community there dedicates the month of March to reading middle grade books. And participating doesn't mean you need to exclusively read middle grade books, nor does it mean you need to be on Instagram at all. It's just a little nudge to get more people to pick up some middle grade books, especially if it's not something that you read very often. Middle grade books are books written for a core audience of eight to 12 year olds. I'd say core audience because many middle grade books have a wide appeal and can be enjoyed by both older readers and even younger readers as read alouds. Middle grade authors, however, write with an eight to 12 year old audience in mind. Right. They're generally like 30 to 50,000 words. Of course, fantasy can be a little bit longer for world building and stuff. Um, There's usually no profanity, graphic violence, or sexuality. If it's like a romance, it's usually like a first kiss or a crush or something like light and fun like that. Um, The protagonists of middle grade books are typically eight for like a younger middle grade novel and up to age like 13 for older, more complex books. Um, The focus of these books is more on like friendship, family, the immediate world and their relationship to it, um, what happens to them. And it's usually minimal self-reflection, but there are definitely some that do focus on that. Um, It's often told in third person, and these are the general rules, but of course there are exceptions. These are just the quote unquote norms. So yeah, I've only like read one middle grade book as an adult. I mean, I'm sure I read some as like a kid, Um, but I'm always wondering because I I need to get more recommendations and I need to read more. So like what is appealing to middle grade novels like as an adult? Like why would you read them as an adult? And maybe Allie, you want to start us off with this because you're a pro. Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) I I know some people always ask me this question. Why do you like them? (laughs) And I think it's so appealing because there's always a lesson to be learned in a middle grade book. Like they're written for a purpose and they're written knowing that a moldable mind will be reading it. And so I think that's what appeals to me, but also it's appealing because my students are the age that these books are meant for. And that's really what got me started reading middle grades books was like my kids were coming up to me asking do you know a book that has this in it? This is what I want to read. I'm a language arts teacher. You know, I want to be able to recommend books that they're interested in and that's going to spark them and get them into readers. And so that kind of got me on the track of like, I'm going to read more middle grades. I want to find stuff that I can recommend to them and have a bunch of options lined up for them so that I can turn them into a reader if, you know, I'm an eighth grade teacher. They come to eighth grade and they're like, I hate reading. So (laughs) I'm kind of like, the last chance for them really before they get to high school and get more into sports and music and friends. I'm kind of like the last hope. If they're going to be a reader, they're probably going to start in eighth grade. You have to. <laughs> you have to do it. So, but I, I like the message that middle grade books have. And they're also very short and easy to read and not super complex and trying to 
fit too much into one story. Yeah. If that makes sense. I feel like it goes back to what you said, like it has a message. It's that moral. Remember when you, like the children's books that you used to read, they always had like a moral of the story. And I don't think in adult books we always get that. I mean, definitely it's there sometimes, but other times we're just reading about like a husband killing his wife or something like that. Like that's Jacqueline and I's reading taste. But like there's not that moral of the story. I mean, other than like, don't let your husband kill you. So like, I do think that these tackle that. And I think it is important to like, push it to a younger artist my recommendation if you've never read a middle grade before and you want to try it out I have two suggestions the first one is to find an author that you've read from before like maybe a YA or even adult author like Ellen Hopkins Julie Murphy etc and try out their middle grade book and my second suggestion is to pick a genre that you like so if you like fantasy books pick a fantasy middle grade. If you like contemporary, pick a contemporary middle grade because even the middle grade is like a big umbrella and there's lots of different genres just like fiction. You know, when you say fiction, you're like, well, what kind of fiction are we talking about here? So just like any other, it's a subgenre. Look for your subgenres that you like. So mm, yeah, that, that makes sense. I actually didn't realize that a lot of authors that wrote like adult books would have like middle grade also mm-hmm. I didn't realize that just like they jump ahead like um like Julie Murphy she has some young adult books she's done middle grade she's also doing um her new release this year is going to be adult so okay. there's definitely um authors that span the genres so I need to tell Colleen Hoover hey can you write a middle grade book please? yes <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. Send her a I mean she writes YA she writes a, writes adult and new adult why not <laughs> young adult (laughs) (laughs) middle grade paranormal romance (laughs) are we ready to jump in to the middle grade recommendations that you guys are pretty much just recommending to me (laughs) and then our listeners (laughs) i'm so ready i'm ready okay so i want to start off with graphic novels because there are some of my absolute favorites um so i'm going to recommend anything by Raina talgemeyer the Babysitter's Club, Ghosts, Drama, Smile, all of those. The Babysitter's Club is actually the middle grade series that got me to be a reader. Um, I read them when I was the middle grade age. Absolutely loved that. The Babysitter's Club series um, follows a group of friends who launch a babysitting club business and it's about friendship it's about you know gaining independence and not only is it just like a book series that you can get but it's also been redone by Raina Talgemeier in graphic novel form and I love it just as much like it's so fun it's so cute and you just have to try it Um, ghosts is a it has like some heavier topics to it so Katrina and her family are moving to the coast of Northern California because her little sister Maya is sick and Kat isn't happy about leaving her friends, obviously. Um, But Maya has cystic fibrosis and will benefit from the cool salty air that blows in from the sea. So as the girls explore their new home, a neighbor lets them in on a secret. There are ghosts in town. So that one sounds like a lot of fun. I haven't read that one, but I have read Drama by Raina Talgemeyer. And this is all about like theater um Callie loves theater and she would totally try out for her middle um school's production of Moon Over Mississippi but she can't sing and it's a musical that they're doing obviously um so instead she's the set designer for the department stage crew and she's determined to create this like really awesome set and I really like the drama both on and off 
set for that one. And then, of course, the series Smile. It's a series. I think there's like two or three of them. And then the next series, Tea Dragon Society by Katie O'Neill, which follows the story of Greta, a blacksmith, apprentice, and the people she meets as she becomes entwined in the enchanting world of tea dragons. First one's really, really cute. That's the only one I've really had a chance to dabble in. I didn't realize that that was middle grade. That's awesome. It's on my list. I just, I've heard really great things about it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Another hint I was going to say, sometimes people don't realize it's middle grade. So how I know is, where did I find this in Barnes and Noble? (laughs) And I'm like, did I find it over in that like children's section? Because like they do in the children's section of Barnes and Noble, they have like the, you know, the picture book section. And then like on the other side, they have kind of more like the middle grades. Like I know that's where they keep the giver. So I was having the hardest time finding that book when I wanted to buy a different edition of it. I was like, where is it in the bookstore? And I was like, oh, this is where they keep all the middle grades. Interesting. (laughs) So that's how I knew that the Tea Dragon Society was middle grade. Do you have any graphic novels for us, Allie? Yeah, I have a few, actually. So there's this um, series. It's called the New Kid series. It's by Jerry Craft. And the first graphic novel is called New Kid. And it's about a mixed kid who is starting over at a new school where diversity is really low and the struggle to fit in is very very real and it tackles some bigger issues like um racism and prejudice and being one of the only people of color in this like prep school that he goes to and just like the stereotypes that come with that um while also being and wanting to have dreams and set goals and stuff like that. So that's the first one in the series. It's very, very good. That's the one that I've read. But the one that I haven't read is called Class Act. It's the second one, and it's the companion to New Kid. And this is about the main character from New Kid's friend. He takes center stage in the story. He's being one of the few kids of color in this private school as well, and it's all about his life and the hard times he has faced and him trying to overcome that and um, not get caught up in stereotypes as well when it comes to stereotyping those who are stereotyping him and I'm really interested in this one it sounds really really good Jerry Craft is great the graphics are amazing there's so much color even if you just look up these covers on Goodreads they just pop and it makes you want to read it so those are two and then I have another series it's called the Space Boy series by Stephen McCraney and this one is very interesting this is like a sci-fi middle grades graphic novel it's kind of on the edge of middle grades kind of going into YA but this is about a girl who belongs in a different time her name is Amy and to her everyone has a flavor like she has that thing that sixth sense yeah where everything tastes yeah yeah like people have flavor she looks at them she's like oh my mom has a mint flavor because she's sharp and she's bright and my dad's flavor is hot chocolate and he's sweet and full of gentle warmth yeah but they live in a mining colony in outer space but when her dad loses her job they're forced to move back to earth so they're like frozen in this uh tube on the spaceship for 30 years going back to earth so by the time she gets to earth all of her friends in space are like in their mid 30s or in their 40s and she is now on earth trying to like figure out this strange world and make friends and she meets this boy Mm. who doesn't have a flavor and that's the first time that's ever happened it's very interesting i've read like the first three in the series they're very (laughs) short they always end and i'm like no what's gonna happen (laughs) But they're so that does sound it's very the most interesting. interesting 
graphic novel I think I've ever read. <laughs> it's very But it, it's crazy because, like, you say sci-fi, and I'm like, ugh, I don't like sci-fi. But then I'm like, it's middle grade. It's something totally yeah. doable. <laughs> And it's graphic novels, so... I'm really not into sci-fi. But this, I, it's so easy to read. The colors, oh my gosh. The art style, it's just, it's so good. Just look it up. Give it a try. Because if you don't like sci-fi, that doesn't mean you're not going to like this. Because it's so simplistic. It's not like super detailed, all of yeah. this technology. It's not like The Martian. <laughs> no, no, no. Weird. No, no, no. No. <laughs> And then the last one that I have, the last recommendation for this category is El Defo by C.C. Bell. Mm -hmm. This is very much middle grade. It's kind of on the lower end, but it's also um, like a memoir by Mm C.C. Bell and just her experience um, growing up and she goes deaf and it's about her story in graphic novel form and uh, it's all about just her story and because she used to be able to hear and then she... I can't remember what the disease is called that she ends up getting. I think it's meningitis. Meningitis, yes, that's it, mm-hmm. that's it. She gets meningitis, she goes deaf, and now she has to wear, like, this phonic ear. Mm-hmm. And she kind of turns it into, well, I'm a superhero, and she calls mm-hmm. herself El Defo. Because with this yeah. phonic ear, her teacher has to wear, like, this microphone, and her teacher goes all around school, forgets to turn oh the microphone off, and she can hear everything. And it's very, yeah, it's very it cute while also tackling some deeper topics. Oh, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm writing these down when you're talking about them because I definitely want to look that one up. I think that one would be great. Yeah, so this one, it's kind of funny because um, I took American Sign Language for interpreting for five years in college. Like, that's what I was going to college for um, after teaching. Um, So, yeah, I actually read this while I was still in the interpreting program. And all of my um, American Sign Language teachers are deaf or, you know, were deaf that I had. And um, so I was just trying to immerse myself in the culture as much as possible. And that's one of the books that came up recommended and I read it. And it was so interesting, but such like a middle grade way that like everybody, even if you know nothing about like the deaf culture or anything like that. um, And of course the time, like, you know, like Ali said, she does go from a hearing, she gets meningitis, um, she is deaf and it's not like a cochlear implant plan it's not like it's like this big huge machine that she has to wear like that it's a real thing um and it is it's just it makes it palatable you know for a younger audience I I think what I like so Mm -hmm. much about it is I learned so much like there were simple Mm -hmm. stuff that I'm like oh if you're not hard of hearing Mm -hmm. or deaf you wouldn't think about this but it's mm-hmm. an everyday thing. Like, there's so many things mentioned in yes. there. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. Yes. Even though, like, she has this machine, like, it doesn't make her hear. <laughs> She's still deaf. <laughs> this just helps. So there would still be times that, like, her teacher would be talking to her and she's like, yeah, I'm still deaf. I still, you got to say it again. So there is definitely, like, keys like that. It was just funny because I was learning all about this stuff in school and then I was reading about this and I was like, huh, this is like real. Yeah. <laughs> it was like there was this one part that opened my eyes to it because it talked about like they were watching TV. She was watching TV with her brother and they were all laughing at what was going on, but she couldn't see the actor's mm-hmm. mouth. So she had no idea what they were saying because she had been taught to read lips. But when people aren't facing the camera, when people have their backs turned and they're talking, she's like, I nothing's happening why is everyone laughing around me kind of yeah i saw something like that um on tiktok before where someone was making a tiktok about what it's like to 
um, be deaf and like scroll through TikTok and people not put captions on. And it's literally like, you know, you're, you're, it's just, yeah. And you should try it. Like I've like, you know, had my phone the volume all the way down and like scrolling on TikTok and it is totally not the same. And I'm like, oh, wow, look at all of these things that like, yeah, it's, it is, it opens your eyes. So moving on into contemporary, I think I have one really good recommendation and I'm hoping this pushes Allie to read it. Uh-oh, what is Sweet it? Sweet Pea by Julie oh, Murphy. yes. <laughs> I absolutely love this. It's so sweet um but it also tackles a little bit harder topics as well because patricia also known as sweet pea um her parents announced that they're getting a divorce and she didn't know what to expect from that and she never could have imagined that um, they would be living in identical houses on the same street it's actually like her mom's house a neighbor and then her dad's house and their houses look the same but she has to like split her stuff up between her parents and like you know stuff like that but in the one house between them there's this eccentric neighbor named miss flora may and she's the famed local advice columnist behind miss flora may i which i thought was such a clever name but for some reason flora may has to leave and she leaves um sweet pea in charge of like gathering the letters and like sending them to her and so she can like answer them or whatever and um yeah things happen it's so i mean i just love julie murphy's like ya stuff and so i was like oh yeah middle grade yeah i'm here for it love that it has a fat protagonist um we love to see it um, yeah, love it. <laughs> so what about you, Jacqueline? I know you have one for mm-hmm. this. Contemporary. My only one. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I read it a couple years ago to fit like some other type of like challenge or something. Um, cause otherwise I probably wouldn't have picked it up cause I would have been like, Oh, that's a little kid book. <laughs> um, so wonder by RJ, do you say it? Policio? Policio? I'm not Pol- sure. Policio? I thought it was Palacio. P-A-L-A-C-I-O. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we'll actually, I think we forgot to say that we'll have um, a link to all the books down below if you want to check out all these wrecks. But this is about August, who was born with a facial difference that up until now has prevented him from going to a mainstream school. He's starting fifth grade at Beecher Prep, and he wants nothing more than to be treated as an ordinary kid, but all of his new classmates can't get past Augie's extraordinary face. Wonder begins from Augie's point of view, but soon switches to include his classmates, his sister, her boyfriend, and others. And I was literally like crying my eyes out while reading this book. I think I read it all in one day. Um, I just really like you know like the more hard-hitting topics and learning more about things so I think that this was a really good middle grade rec for me to read um and then I watched the movie right after that and the movie is also so good like I felt I haven't oh seen my it gosh or read it oh you haven't done either of them okay well both I'm surprised yeah. you haven't read it you have to I read know it. both I know. of them are so good and I just felt so incredible I just felt so bad because I think also I never went to school and so reading about the perspective of going to school and like people making fun of you really like upsets me a lot because I never like dealt with that and I just can't imagine that that's like what it's like going to school and me and Allie are like yeah we can't relate Uh, yeah it's just like oh my gosh it's like one of the things that I hate most I just like ah but anyway I I just loved it so much and I really did I was crying reading the book watching the movie they're both really really good so if you don't 
read than watch the movie or vice versa. All right. What about you, Allie? Well, I'm kind of going a little off script here because because you said wonder, I want to recommend another middle grade called Out of My Mind by Sharon M. Draper. I have mentioned this to you before, Jackie. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, and I think this is the one I'm going to read for the Backlist Readathon. I'm maybe. so excited for you to read it because it's it's kind of similar to Wonder in the way that one is middle grade, but also it's about 11-year-old Melody who's not like most people. She can't walk. She can't talk. She can't write because she has cerebral palsy, but she has a photographic memory She can remember every detail of everything she's ever experienced. She's the smartest kid in her whole school, but no one knows it. Oh, that's Mm. so frustrating. Yeah, (laughs) most people, like her teachers, her doctors, her classmates, they dismiss her as mentally challenged because she can't tell them otherwise. Mm. But she refuses to be defined by her, her disability and she's determined to let everyone know it somehow. It's so, so, so good. That's yeah. what frustrates me, like, in, in like, out-of-book recommendation world. In the real world, when people have mental things like this, like, disabilities or mental, you know, illnesses and stuff like that, like, people just assume because they can't communicate the things means that they don't know it. Just, like, with deaf people, it just brought me back to that, like, thinking what people thought in the old times where they would send them, send them to mental institutions and stuff like that, when really, like, my teachers were, like, freaking, like, they had their doctorate. You know what I'm saying? Like, so these are really smart people. Like, I don't know. Just crazy. Yeah. yeah. It definitely gets you thinking, but it's so good. I'm so excited for you to read it, Jackie. I think you're going to love it. Yeah. If you like Wonder, that, I think you're going to like it a lot. Yeah. That's definitely the one that I think I'm going to read. And then I, all these other ones we're talking about, I'm like writing them down because I'm going to be like, <laughs> one middle grade a month is going to be my goal. <laughs> I am like determined to get as many people as possible to read middle grade because one even if you don't like it like middle grades are like 100 pages long so it's not like you're really spending that much time or putting that much energy into it you know they're just yeah that's true and also like what you had said in the beginning is that obviously you're reading a lot of middle grade because you want to have recommendations for the kids that are at your school and with me being a foster parent, it's like, oh, wow, this would be such a good opportunity for me to be reading books. So that way, when I do have foster kids at different ages, I can be like, hey, let's read this book. Let's do it. Yeah, so cute. (laughs) So some other um, contemporary, I'll try to go quick because I kind of have a list, but it's okay. um, The first one I want to talk about is called Front Desk by Kelly Yang. This is the one I read most recently. And oh my gosh, y'all, five stars. It was so good. So this is about... Um, a young girl named Mia Tang, and she lives in a motel, not a big house. Her and her parents, they are immigrants, and they just got to the U.S., and it's all about how immigrants are taken advantage of when they get here and how Mm. their drive for the American dream is very much taken advantage of, crushed underfoot, they pretty much, it's even hard for me to read it because I cried so hard at the oh, end of the story. Yeah, it sounds um, but it's, hard-hitting. It's based off of the author's real life. And like okay. her and her parents came here. They were immigrants. They worked at motels that they lived in. It's her like trying to find friends. And she wants to be a writer so, so bad. But her mom wants her to stick to math because English isn't her first language. It's all about mm. overcoming and having courage and learning what kindness is and what hard work really looks like and how if you work hard enough you're able to escape 
the circumstances you're put in and it's just mm-hmm. it's so good it also tackles some other it tackles a lot of like stereotypes and racism as well you know because they're mm-hmm. immigrants but there's also um these things called monthlies and those are the people who stay at the hotel like year round like they pay mm. and they just live uh, there they live yeah. at the motel so they become family they become like a family and it's just really cute i like that one a lot nice, <laughs> nice. And then another one I have is one that I'm forever going to recommend. It's called Ghost by Jason Reynolds, my baby, my boo, (laughs) Jason Reynolds. He's one of my favorite middle grades authors. Um, But this is a series, actually. It's called the Track Series. And this first book is all about Ghost, whose real name is Castle, Castle Cranshaw. And running is all he's ever known, but not for a track team. Um, he's always been about basketball, but something in his life makes him run as fast as he can, as far as he can with his mother. And he kind of, he runs into this track team and he realizes that his natural talent can actually help him get rid of a lot of anger and a lot of the past and like outrun the circumstances that he's been dealt with his path in his past with his family. And he's trying to see like, can he run far enough from his past before it catches up to him kind of thing? It's so stinking good. So good. It's yeah, very short. Yeah, seems really interesting. It's very short. And it's a whole series. So, like, you get into the life of first him, and then the next book is about one of his teammates who's mixed and adopted. And then the next book is about one of his female teammates who's having some trouble at home, has a little sister, lost both her parents. So it, it tackles different themes in each book but they're just so good and i feel like they're very relatable to a lot of kids sadly sadly Sadly. for sure but yes (laughs) but this is one of the books that i recommend in it to my students and it's constantly off my bookshelf like one kid will return it another kid will pick it up another kid will return it the next kid will pick it up and i think it's just because they see so much of themselves in this series Mm -hmm. That I, I just love it. I always recommend it, and the kids love it too. The next book I have is called The Crossover by Kwame Alexander. And this is actually written in verse. It's mm-hmm. very short. Um, but this is about a young boy named Josh. He's 12, and he has a twin brother named Jordan, and they're both really great at basketball. It's in their blood. Um, but he also likes to rap and rhyme, and that's kind of how you read the book. You read his rhymes and his raps. Um as the book and this is all about family it's all about brotherhood um and he learns how like breaking the rules can come at a terrible price and uh, the climax of this story i was bawling i was oh my goodness bawling i borrowed this one from the library and i had borrowed a whole bunch of books at the same time and because it was in verse, that's why I got it. And um, I didn't get to finish it. And you just reminded me I need to get that book again so I can finish it. Yes. Because <laughs> it yes. was really good what I read of it. But it, all my books were due back. And I was like, oh. so And I haven't checked it out or bought it or whatever. Yeah. This one is it's just great. It's funny. It's quick. It's deep at times. And it's just all about basketball, brotherhood, change, and the power that a family can have on your life. And this is another nice. one that grabs my students and they're like, can I read another one? I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah, I know. sure. I love the <laughs> sports middle grades recommendations because I feel like that's such a, like, I don't know, neglected part of middle grade almost, yeah. you know? And that's a series too. He has more, Kwame Alexander has more in the series. Like he has a, um, I think it's called Books, 
that has to do with soccer and he like does a bunch of different sports in the series so that's cool my next recommendation is other words for home by jasmine warga this was actually one of my currently reading book club picks and i am so glad it was it's written in verse as well and uh, it's another immigrant story because of the war happening in syria um our main character jude she leaves her brother and her father behind in syria and comes and moves to cincinnati ohio like syria to ohio i'm like (laughs) wow the culture shock what a big difference yes and at first everything in america seems way too fast way too loud and not like the american movies that jude has always loved um she's not prepared when starting school and she's labeled as the middle eastern girl an identity she's never known before but with that also comes unexpected surprises she meets a lot of new friends a whole new family and theater hello a school musical (laughs) that jude must try out for because her biggest dream is to become a famous american actress it's so good so so good i gave it five stars it was like one of the easiest five stars i've ever given loved it so much so jelly yes yes, i got gwen to read this one (laughs) and it was so good you guys five stars i remember when you guys buddy read that yes jelly by joe cottrell this is about angelica jelly for short who's the queen of comedy at school she has a personality as big as she is we have some plus size rep in middle grades y'all yes i'm all about it (laughs) Being a plus size lady, I just love to see it. I love to see it. Um, so she kind of uses her comedy as a way to cover up, like, instead of insecurity. Yeah, her insecurity. So instead of like being bullied because she's bigger, she's like, well, let me just make a joke out of everything. So, mm-hmm. and I just love it. It's so stinking good. Her mom has a new boyfriend. Um, she has. She wants to be a writer. She has some poetry. It's just so good. So, so yeah, good. and they have her poems like in the book, and you're like, wow, she's like good. <laughs> I know you forget, you get so Im- immersed in just Jelly as a character that you forget, like, oh mm-hmm. wait, the author is writing these poems as yeah. the twelve year old, so <laughs> yeah. of course they're really exactly. good. <laughs> but you forget about that. You're just like, wow, she's so yeah. talented. <laughs> yeah, and I love the cover of this one too. Me too. Me too. Look it up, y'all. Look it up. My next one is one that I hold really near and dear to my heart. It's Blended by Sharon M. Draper. Blended is the first time I've ever seen myself in a book. It's about a mixed girl who has a black dad and a white mom, which is just like me. I've never seen any other story, especially in middle grade, where the person is mixed and mixed exactly like I am. And if you go to Goodreads and you look at the synopsis, the first line is, you're so exotic. You look so unusual. But what oh. are you really? I've had <laughs> all of those questions asked to me before. And this is about 11-year-old Isabella, who is used to those kind of comments. Her father's black, her mom's white, but that doesn't mean she likes them. And now that her parents are divorced and getting along worse than ever, mm-hmm. Isabella feels more like a push-me-pull-me toy. So she has one week with her dad and his girlfriend and um the next week she's with her mom and her mom's boyfriend and she just feels pulled pushed and pulled pushed and pulled as she's trying to figure out who she is as a person and her identity and she's like code switching back and forth between her mom and her dad and being around black people than being around white people and it's just so many things that I have felt in my life there's even so many conversations she has with her parents that I was like, I've had these exact same conversations with my parents. Like, even just 
on standardized tests, do I check black or do I check white? There's no mm-hmm. mix. There's no, like, I don't want to be other because I'm a somebody, you know? I'm not just an other. I'm someone. But right. I don't know which one to choose. Like, kind of conversations like I that. I mean, I remember you telling me about this. And I'm like, how hard is it to put on a standardized test mixed? Or, like, combination? <laughs> yes. Or something? Or, like, like you check more than one? diverse. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why do they need to know what color your skin is anyway? Right. Like, why? Exactly. But I also <laughs> had my sister read this. I read this for the first time last year in 2020. My sister is turning 32 this year and I made her read it (laughs) and she was like I've never read someone that looks like us and I was like exactly that's why I wanted you to read it and we both loved it so good awesome yeah okay that yeah that one's going on my list that that one's been on my TBR since she mentioned it I just haven't got around to it I feel like I don't know if it was when I was talking to you before or if I heard you mention it somewhere else but you recently were talking about this before I was yeah 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 She's I don't know. always Maybe. talking about this book. Yeah, yeah. I am. Because it's just, like I said, it's the first time I've seen myself. Oh, and I was reading, this is probably why, because I was reading reviews on Goodreads, and it was just, you know, people who were ignorant, and they were mm-hmm. saying stuff like, I gave That's this two stars because it's not realistic. This would never happen to a girl this age. And I'm like, y'all need to wake up. This stuff happens yeah. to kids all the time. And just yeah. because you're not of that race or you haven't seen it before doesn't mean it doesn't happen. I remember mm-hmm. I got so mad I started crying during the vlog I did of this because I was just like, people just don't know. They're so in their own bubble. They're mm-hmm. so in their own culture that it's hard for them to think that other things could be happening that they're not aware of. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, after all the Black Lives Matter stuff we've been seeing, you got to know it's real. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. fake stuff. It's been happening mm-hmm. for years. I'm glad that you've read that book. I'm glad you found yourself in a book. That's so powerful. Me too. Mm-hmm. It, it is. I hope everyone is able to find themselves in a book. And I think that's why, that's another reason I love middle grades. Because I've been noticing, and I'll talk about this more later with new releases, but I've been noticing how diverse middle grades is. I feel like middle grades is the most diverse genre I have ever seen. Me I've too. ever read. And yeah. you'll see that with all the new releases I talk about in a little bit. Yeah, I know. Listening to you guys talk, it's like, well, why haven't I picked up a middle grade before? Because all of these topics that you guys have been talking about are ones that I am usually looking for in like adult books. It's the more of the hard hitting topics. Like that's what I go for. So I'm like, gosh, why didn't I like start reading these? I didn't know. I thought in my mind, I'm like, oh, middle grade. That's just like little kid books, you know, like I'm, I yeah. didn't. I didn't think yeah, about it. Yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. tackles harder topics. I will say that they obviously don't go as deep as, mm-hmm. like, an adult novel talking about the same thing would. Right. Um, but it definitely gets you questioning and thinking about these topics. Mm-hmm. And then that way you're able to do your own research mm-hmm. kind of thing sometimes. Or at least that's what I found. Yeah, it's also yeah. great because... I would love to see more parents reading these books with their kids Mm -hmm. because like, for example, with Blended, there's so many conversations you can have. And then also with my last contemporary recommendation, it's called Look Both Ways, A Tale Told in Ten Blocks by Jason Reynolds. And it actually has some illustrations by Alexander Nabom. But this one tells 10 different stories of 10 different kids on 10 different blocks of a street on their way home. Mm. And you see so many different lives and it really it has that whole theme of like you don't know what's happening behind closed doors the Mm -hmm. first the very first story out of this book 
I was in tears. Get to the oh, second chapter, God. I was in tears. Like, for example, let me give you an example. So the second story in the book is are about these kids who um <laughs> who seem like troublemakers. They seem like they are just trying to cause havoc. They steal change. They go around stealing any like leftover money they see on the ground or on people's desk or whatever. And then you get to the end of the end of the story realizing why they're stealing this money and it yeah. breaks your heart. Mm. So like I'm like tearing up right now. Like, get with it, Allie. Get with it. But for this book, I feel like it would be so, so great if parents read it along with their kids. So then they could have conversations about how you treat people, how mm-hmm. you have to be kind to everyone because you don't know what they're going through. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's such a huge thing. Yes. And I feel like that's a big thing with middle grades. It's, it's always teaching you that you don't know people's lives the way you think you do. You don't know what they're going through on the inside. You don't know what they go home to. And to always be kind and be generous and be loving. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing to love about middle grades. I know that reminds me of just like teaching in general because that's like one of the things that like I always like if a kid was having a bad day, you know, you could never like try to take it personally. Like I would take it personally, but <laughs> you try not to take it personally because you're like, we live in an area or I live in an area that there's a lot of military and stuff. So a lot of times, like with my boys, when they would be um, like behaving badly, let's say, you know, I would always be like, dad's not home. I bet I would tell my TA all the time. I'd be like, I'm talking to mom tonight because I bet you dad's not home. And sure enough, I would go and like dad just got shipped somewhere, you know, or something like that. Or their grandmother just passed or it was always there's always like a reason and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so yeah that just kind of reminds me of that all right so jumping into some fantasy i have one recommendation it's part of a series the first book is called the trials of morgan crow by jessica townsend and this is about a girl that thinks she's cursed um, she escapes death and finds herself in a magical world, but she is then tested beyond her wildest imagination. So she goes to this magical world and there's kind of like these trials that she has to go through and there's like a hotel with a cat and it's it's so magical and wonderful. So like I said at the beginning, like if you like fantasy stories, look for fantasy middle grade. Allie, what are your other recommendations? So I have two for this because I'm really not into fantasy just in in general but I have tried to branch out just so I can give <laughs> recommendations um, but my first recommendation is The Girl Who Drank the Moon by Kelly Barnhill this is a story where every year the people of this town they leave a baby as an offering to the witch that lives in the forest they hope that the sacrifice will keep the witch from terrorizing their town but the witch in the forest her name is Anne is kind and gentle and loving she shares her home with this uh swamp monster named glark who is just like the sweetest precious thing i was like never in my life have i ever wanted a swamp monster as a pet but i I read this book and i was like now i want one (laughs) and she also lives with like this super duper tiny dragon named ferian but zan the witch she actually rescues the abandoned children that this town is leaving in the woods and she delivers them to families who are unable to conceive in another town Can and, I live in this book? Yeah. <laughs> and she nourishes the babies with starlight along the journey. But one year, 
the witch accidentally feeds a baby that she rescues moonlight instead of starlight which gives this child extraordinary magical powers Ooh. and so she keeps the baby for her own names her luna and she's trying to like <laughs> she's trying to teach her stuff but her magic becomes too overwhelming and that's kind of where the story goes. It was very oh, fun so, and whimsical. Yeah, that sounds really good. Like, I don't read a lot of fantasy either, but that one sounds really cute. Yeah, it yeah. was super cute, super whimsical, super, like, lighthearted. Towards the end, there are some, like, deeper, you know, it's middle grade, so there's mm-hmm. some themes and some morals of the story going on. Mm-hmm. But it's mainly about friendship and protecting those who you love and keeping people safe. I have seen that book a lot on like booktube and bookstagram and stuff. That's definitely a middle grade I see like going around. Yeah, it's a really good one. I recommend it. It's fun. Um, Another one that's kind of like, it's fantasy slash historical fiction-ish. This one's called Ghost Boys by Joel Parker Rhodes. Another Joel Parker Rhodes book. (laughs) This is about 12-year-old Jerome who is shot by a police officer who mistakes his toy gun for a real threat, which is a based off a true story and as a ghost he observes the devastation that's been unleashed on his family and community in the wake of what just happened um but soon jerome meets other ghosts and he meets emmett till a boy from a very different time with very similar circumstances and emmett helps jerome process what's happening on a journey towards recognizing how historical racism may have led to the events that ended his life this is a book that we teach at our school in seventh grade wow. and um it's a hard-hitting book the fantasy aspect is the fact that you know they're ghosts and they're talking mm-hmm. and stuff like, like the that paranormal but, yeah but yeah. it's very mo very much based on real events and it's a way it's written in such a way that it's simple enough that you can read it with kids and it's not going to traumatize them like it's not gory that's the beauty of middle grades it's not gory it's not detailed enough to where it's going to give kids nightmares but it's still tackling a very serious very real issue that a lot of kids especially in the demographic that I'm teaching in a lot of kids can relate to yeah I'm just thinking about those conversations in class like wow (laughs) yes there's definitely like a discussion guide to follow with this one yeah and I'm sure all those teachers are like we're on it (laughs) it's super hard hitting though and it's it's beautifully written so moving on into some mystery which I think I like this but I only have like one recommendation Um, I'm definitely going to be branching out and trying some recommendations that Allie gives me but my recommendation is Green Glass House by Kate Milford this is the first book in a series that's what I love about middle grade is if you find something that you like it's more than likely part of a series you know or the author has written several so so this one I've talked about on the podcast before it's winter time at green glass house and the creaky smugglers Inn is usually quiet during this season but 12 year old milo the innkeeper's adopted son plans to spend his holidays relaxing but things don't go as planned on the first icy night of vacation um, the guest bell starts ringing and ringing and ringing and all these people start showing up they're bursting through the doors and it's just kind of odd they're all kind of secretive they're like sharing these like weird strange stories and they kind of connect back to the house and he's trying to figure out like how is this real is this like you know just a fun story 
and then objects start going missing and it's Milo and Medi, the cook's daughter, they start deciphering clues to untangle the web and discover the truth about Green Glass House. So definitely recommend reading in the winter time or at least the fall time because like the vibes are like so winter. Yeah, it sounds cozy. So I actually don't read a lot of mysteries. Um, I've read a few like scary books. I don't know if that would count in this category. Or yeah, let's go ahead and talk one. about some scary books. Okay, <laughs> because I think so. We're gonna go into the horror section. Yeah, which, I mean, obviously horror <laughs> for middle grade. We're saying this super lightly, guys. These are not scary. Okay, if you're reading this as an adult, these are not scary. Right, right. But for middle grade readers, it may deal with some like scarier topics. Boogie monster. <laughs> I would definitely say like this book I'm about to recommend is like it, it kind of scared me because it just it it pulls Plus she's on a scaredy that. cat she's a scaredy cat <laughs> I am a scaredy cat oh that's right I forgot about that because <laughs> me and Jacqueline are like no. I'm sitting here and I'm like Allie was scared for a middle grade I'm like hmm, no because <laughs> how dark pulls, this book is <laughs> it pulls on a very like real fear of like losing your parents oh, so like okay. it's called it's called Juniper Berry it's by MP mm-hmm. Kazowski, I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about Juniper, whose parents have not been themselves lately. In fact, they've been cold, disinterested, and cruel. And lonely Juniper Berry and her equally bestest friend, Giles, are determined to figure out why. On a cold and rainy night, Juniper follows her parents as they sneak out of the house and enter the woods. What she discovers is an underworld filled with contradictions, one that is terrifying and inciting, lorded over by a creature both sinister and seductive who can sell you all the world's secrets in a simple red balloon. So, like... They, so is this Pennywise? Is a little... <laughs> They're kind of giving away their souls to get their dream. And oh. the more that they do this, the more that they gain success, the less they are themselves. And mm. it's terrifying because it's like the people you trust or you're looking up to. Yeah, this kind of like... reminds me of that horror book, that adult horror book that I read called Chrysalis, where there was like an alien in the basement and it kept kind of doing the same thing. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. <laughs> this one was just crazy, but it's like, it's all about terror, temptation, and ways in which our choices make us who we are. Right, and but then oof. as a child, you're like, why are my parents being weird? Like, this is freaking Exactly, me out. exactly. <laughs> but it, it did scare me. I was like, this is so creepy. As I was reading, I was like, for a kid, if I was reading this... I would be terrified. So definitely, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> so one I'll mention real quick is Coraline by Neil Gaiman. While exploring her new home, a girl named Caroline discovers a secret door. Um, and then behind that door, there's an alternate world that mirrors her own, but things are very different. They seem similar, but maybe they're better. Maybe they're worse. You have to read to find out. Mm, I don't know if you sold me on that one because I read that one Neil Gaiman graphic novel and I was like, nope. <laughs> which one did you read it was like preludes and nocturnes oh, it was okay. like the sandman okay. yeah and i was like i what is happening in this I was, no but that's I totally different i literally had to watch a youtube video to understand the concept <laughs> and i still did not understand i've heard Coraline is actually terrifying so yeah <laughs> i actually have a neil gaiman book that i'm going to recommend even though i didn't like it but <laughs> 
I don't like. Well, that's like, the thing. I that's think the thing that is when like, we recommend books, we can't only recommend things that we like ourselves. Right. Because, like, that would be a very small audience, you I, know? That would be party of three. Yeah. I'm a very small percentage of the people that were just like, absolutely not. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Because it has... 4.13 stars on Goodreads. Most wow. of the people in the review say that this is like one of the best books we've ever read. And I'm just like, no, I gave it one star, but so many people like it. So here you go. The Graveyard Book, people. This is about yes. nobody Owens. He's known to his friends as Bod. He's a perfectly normal boy. Well, he would be perfectly normal if he didn't live in a graveyard being raised and educated by ghosts with a solitary guardian who belongs to neither the world of the living nor the world of the dead. So there are dangers and adventures for him in this graveyard. There's strange and terrible things happening. And there's a gravestone entrance to a desert that leads to the city of ghouls. He has a friendship with a witch. There's like so much happening in this book and so many people love it. It's just not my thing, you know, but I don't really like scary paranormal things to begin with. It's funny. And this will go to show you how much reading Allie and I, like our tastes are so similar because I also did not like that one. (laughs) Oh, you read it? Okay. Yes, I read it. (laughs) I I did the graphic novel um, form of it. And I was just like, it's been a while since I've read it. But I was like, am I not understanding or... Or what is the problem? I felt the same way. I was like, I feel like I'm too dumb for this book. But people love it. Like, they love it. Wow, sounds like a Neil Gaiman book. Yes. (laughs) It's, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anywho, my last recommendation for this category is A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness. Mm. Good recommendation. Yes. I love, 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 love this book. It's darkly funny. It's a deeply moving story about a boy, his seriously ill mother, and an unexpected monstrous visitor. I really don't want to give too much away. Right. Because I feel like that's part of what the I love about this book. almost of it? Yeah, it's yeah. very unique. Bald my eyes out. You Bald can watch my, my vlog. Out. Like, I'm literally on camera just, like, crying, <laughs> snot, like, tissues all up in my nose. Yeah, this one got me. I was just not expecting everything that happened to happen, so... Highly recommend this one. I will, I'll just say this, give you a little intrigue. So seven minutes past midnight, 13-year-old Connor wakes up to find a monster outside his bedroom window. But it isn't the monster Connor's been expecting. He's been expecting one from his nightmares. And that's all I'm going to say. It's so good. Yeah. Leave us on like our pins and needles. Of course, I've read it. And I cried. I cried. I, it was definitely way more hard-hitting than I thought. And it's also a movie now. I have not seen the movie, but it's also a movie now. Yeah. So if you, you know, I would recommend it's reading also- it. The The graphics kind of really fit with yes. the book. Get the illustrated know, version. But they're for dark sure. and they're just like weird and different and fun. Like I just loved it. Um, yeah, this is one that I absolutely love as well. This is one I'm, I'm not going to forget for a very long time. Oh, I'll never forget this book. I'll never forget it. So moving on to our last category that we're going to be breaking down for you guys, dystopian slash sci-fi, kind of like all those kind of things. Um, so A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Laingle, a strange visitor comes to the Murray's house and beckons Meg, her brother Charles Wallace, and their friend Calvin O'Keefe on a most dangerous and extraordinary adventure, one that will threaten their lives and our universe part of a series so if you like the first book continue on so for me some recommendations i have for this is 
Gwen's fave, The Giver Yay! by Lois Lowry. <laughs> I'm so glad. I was like, I knew she was going to talk about this. And so I was like, okay, I won't talk about it because I talk about it all the time. But oh, it's so good. It the really writing is, is just so like good. chef's kiss. It is. I used to teach this before actually Scythe replaced The Giver. I used to teach The Giver all the time. Um, but then Scythe replaced it. But this is just so stinking good. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's weird. It's like... Also a movie. It's also a movie. The book is better, though. I like the book. Yeah, better. the book was way better. Yeah. but And it's part of a quartet, so if you like it, continue on in the series. Did you finish the whole thing? I've only yes. read The Giver. I have read all of it. Wow. Multiple times. Wow, wow, wow. I just felt yeah. like this book kept you guessing from beginning to end. Like, I didn't know what yeah. was going to happen when I first read it, you know? I had mm-hmm. no idea. And it ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So this is a book, I'll tell you a little bit more history about it, um, by Lois Lowry, because she's the queen. Like, okay, the reason why I love this book is like the writing, it is um, dystopian, but it's more than dystopian. It's more of a utopian society. And I haven't read a lot of those. I always have a hard time distinguishing, you know, between is this dystopian or is this utopian? But in this one, it's a utopian society where basically everything is the same. All people are the same color. You do the same jobs. Everybody's on the same life track. You get assigned like husband, wives. You uh, There's like this birthing center that these kids come out and then kids get assigned to people. And then, you know, as you're going through school, like at this age, you get a bike. At this age, you get you get your first job. And like everybody's the same. It's Everything's so boring. Normal. Yeah, it's just like this boring. <laughs> but it's like this perfect world because... Right. They wanted it like this. They wanted it to be even Steven across the board. Everybody's the same. And then, so the one boy um, gets, at a certain age, they get their first job. And he is the receiver. He is the new receiver of memories. So the giver has to give him the memories. So basically, the things that he's giving Jonah, no one else has experienced except for these people that have this one job. And it's only one person that gets this job. And once you find out like what the job is and what it entails and how heavy and how hard of a job that is, it's literally mind blowing. And I literally was just thinking about like with current day and like how she wrote it and how like, you know, we as a society are right now and how sometimes you can see in the media and stuff how we want to be and, you know, just like wiping out diversity. And then like, you're like, no, we need diversity for this specific reason. Like, did y'all not read this book? But anyway, at the end, it does um, stop on a cliffhanger kind of moment. To me, it was a finished book. I loved where it ended. I loved the... I didn't think it was that ambiguous, but Lois Lowry, the author, did say that she got hundreds of thousands. Like, it was like she would never stop getting letters about people saying, like, we need to know what happened next. What's next? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So she continued writing. um, And the second book, Gathering Blue, and the third book, I don't remember the title of off the top of my head, um, they both are... I don't want to, you know, like spoil anything. They're different, but they're very similar to the first book. Um, the fourth book, Sun, is a direct reflection from the first book. Like it's like the follow up. And sadly, it was the least strong of the entire quartet. So I'm like, the writing, I mean, it was still a good story, but I just didn't think it was like, I mean, to me, The Giver is like God tier perfect, like written as a story. God tier, like 
it's just so it's a masterpiece like <laughs> but the sun was it was really good it just wasn't like god tier so like, i never did was. <laughs> I, I actually did read i guess i didn't realize that was middle grade but i read the giver just this past christmas i read the graphic novel one um and it does have a very big ambiguous ending so much so that i thought the library copy was messed up and i was like is this missing pages i was like <laughs> maybe someone ripped these out and i was like looking at the back and i was like no i guess this is the end yeah, yeah. So. i thought it was perfect for the story i think the reason why i like it is an ambiguous ending but i guess i like that it was because it let you make up your own mind on what happened at the end and that's why she left it like that because she wanted people based on their experience of the book to make up their own mind it is one of those books that when i would teach it to my students they would be so mad at me when we finish (laughs) they'd be like so that's it it's over well yeah kind of the attitude though like imagine reading that ending with eighth graders they're just like hating you for the rest of the week they're like why did we read this if there wasn't an ending, why did we... Re- I'm like, y'all need to chill out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree. It's so, so good. Five stars, like, without a doubt. Alone by Megan E. Freeman. This is actually a new release. It came out in January of this year. Um, I think it's her debut author as well. I mean, I, her debut novel. I don't think she's written anything else. But this is about a 12-year-old named Maddie. And she schemes as, like, secret, secret sleepover with her two best friends. But they end up not being able to make it. So she just goes on her own and she's sleeping at her grandparents house like their vacation home by herself she wakes up to a nightmare everyone in her town has been mysteriously evacuated and they abandoned the town and she's the only one who was left behind so it's a survival story Yeah. yeah it's a survival story she has no power no working phone lines no internet access she has to learn to survive on her own her only companions are a Rottweiler named George in all the books she can read. And she learns to trust her own intelligence and she invents clever ways to survive in this place that's been deserted and forgotten. And she has to like escape natural disasters, looters, wild animals. And her biggest enemy is the crushing loneliness that she's facing every single day. And it's, it was really good. Like I am currently doing a reading vlog of this, um, Nice. So you'll see my reactions there, and I'll tell you my rating and stuff there, but it was good. I will say it was good. It was different. I've never, ever read a middle grade like this. This is something that's new. It's also written in verse. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was written in verse. I did see this because I was looking like, you know, middle grade releases or whatever. I didn't realize it was written in verse. That's yep. cool. Yeah, it's nice. very interesting. And I think I say that a lot in my vlog, like, I've never read anything like this. This is so weird. This is such a weird middle grade, but it's good. It's good. Nice. So Jacqueline and I don't usually keep up to date on middle grade releases, but we know that you do, Allie. So share a few that you're really looking forward to this year. This is my time to shine. I'm so excited. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So the first one I want to bring up is another one I'm reading for that reading vlog. I haven't read it yet, but I'm super excited about it. It's called Root Magic by Eden Royce. And this is like a historical fiction middle grade novel. It's a historical ghost story set in South Carolina in the 1960s. It's a tale about courage, friendship, and black girl magic. So things are changing for the main character, Jezebel. Her grandmother has passed away and the, the local police deputy won't stop harassing her family. School integration is starting to arrive in South Carolina. 
And Jazz, her twin brother, and her twin brother Jay, they're beginning the school year with a bunch of new kids. So it's just, it's about their life. It's about, ma- there's like magic in it as well. Mm-hmm. It, it just sounds like it's going to be a really fun time and the cover is beautiful. <laughs> I think it's going to be hard hitting, but also whimsical at the same time. Nice. Which is the great thing about middle grades because you can do both. And they have beautiful covers. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> The next one I have is All You Need, like kneading dough, is love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. this one is by Tanya Guerrero. And this is about 12-year-old Alba, who doesn't want to live with her estranged grandmother in Barcelona. Um, but her her mother needs her to be far, far away from their home in New York City, because this is the year that her mother is going to finally leave Alba's abusive father. Hopefully if she's strong enough to finally, finally do it. So while her mom is trying to like get out of this bad relationship, she's in Barcelona. She starts forming a close relationship with her grandmother, um, meets a supportive father figure, makes new friends, and discovers her passion and talent for bread making. I think this is for you, Jacqueline. It just sounds so good. I'm like, this is going to be great. We get to go to Spain. (laughs) Like we get to see a different culture. We get to make bread. Like what? Also look up the cover because like, You're going to want to read it after you see the cover. Yeah, that does sound something I would read. (laughs) (laughs) Another book is Life in the Balance by Jen Petrovoy, which is coming out in February. But this is about Veronica, who struggles to balance softball, friends, family, and turmoil. It's supposed to be like super honest, super raw. Her mom announces that she's entering rehab for alcoholism. Um, and her dad tells her that she might not, he might not be able to afford the fees needed to be on the new softball team. So she's going through a lot of feelings, a lot of changes in her home life. And I played softball growing up. And so this is one I was like, yes, I have never read a softball book before. Why not start now? You know, it just sounds like it's going to be really, really good. My next recommendation comes out March 9th and it's Starfish by Lisa Phipps. So excited about this. Some more plus size rep. It's written in verse. Like she's what? like laying in a pool, right? Yeah, she's like laying in a Love pool it. like a starfish. <laughs> yep. So Ellie, our main character, she's tired of being fat shamed and does something about it in this debut novel in verse. Woohoo! This sounds like this has all of my like jump on it words written in verse. Like she's plus size, middle grades. Like what? So ever since she wore a whale swimsuit and made a big splash at her fifth birthday party, she's been bullied about her weight. To cope, she tries to live by the fat girl rules, like no making waves, avoid eating in public, don't move so fast that your body jiggles, and she's found her safe place, her swimming pool, where she feels weightless in a fat-obsessed world. Wait, so she's five? Well, th- she's Fifth five grade. when she gets made fun of, right? Yeah, that was when she got made fun of, but now she's in middle school. Oh and my gosh, like, but like a five-year-old? Yeah. What? Like, who does that? Real oh my god well, yeah that's true it does happen <laughs> it, it actually does happen <laughs> oh man it's like come on she's a kid leave her alone yeah a five-year-old in a swimming suit is being made fun of that's crazy to me sick world but i think i'm gonna like this because it's all about her mm-hmm. unapologetically being her own like fabulous self and yes. that's what i like to see come on yeah let's go I middle grades my next recommendation is coming out February 24th. Oh my gosh. Yes. So soon. <laughs> it's called Strong as Fire, Fierce as Flame by Sapria like Kelkar. I think is how you say it. This story is crazy. I have never heard 
of a middle grade story like this. Let me just give you a little sprinkle, a little bit of something, something. So in 1857, India, 12-year-old Mira escapes a life she has no say in and certain death on her husband's funeral pyre. So that's like where they put, they lay someone on top of fire and they like cremate them that way. Mm -hmm. So her parents, there's a war going on. And when her like arranged husband gets killed, it's like tradition for the, for the wife or whatever to be thrown onto the fire as well. And she escapes that only to end up being a servant to a British general in the East India Company. So, like, there's just so much going on. I'm like, what the heck? I've never read a middle grade like this. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. It's all about her, like, trying to, like, does she rebel with her people? Or does she try to stay safe and let other people make decisions for her? Is she going to be the girl on fire and write her own destiny? I'm just like, what? Yeah, that sounds crazy. This does sound crazy. So I was like, definitely got to get my hands on this one. And see what this is all about. And then my last recommendation, I mean, I could go on forever, but the last one I'm going <laughs> to talk about here is called Soul Lanterns by Shaw Kuski. And this is about a 12-year-old named Nozomi. She lives in the Japanese city of Hiroshima. She wasn't born when the bombing of Hiroshima took place, but every year she joins her family at the lantern floating ceremony to honor those who were lost in the bombing. And people write the names of their deceased loved ones along with messages of peace on paper lanterns and set them afloat on the river. But this year, she notices that her mother always releases one lantern with no name. So she starts asking questions. And when complicated stories of loss and loneliness unfold, her and her friends come up with different creative ways to share their loved ones' experiences. So they start opening people's eyes to like the struggle that they've all had to keep hidden. Um, and it pulls in the whole community and shows the community new ways to show compassion. And I was like, what? This is going to be so good. It sounds so informative, but also like it's going to teach a really good lesson as well. Wow. This one comes out March 16th. So those are some of like the recent or the new releases that are coming out, you know, January, February, March. So you don't have to wait too long. (laughs) And again, we do have a link in the notes of today's show. It will have all of info information for Allie, her YouTube channel, her Instagram. It will have a link where you can look at all of these books and synopsises and the author and when it releases and all of that. Allie, we both want to thank you so much for joining us for today's episode and chatting all about middle grade books with us. Lots of recommendations. I think I counted, I have like 10 recommendations that I wrote down. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the new book releases that you talked about, but then also going back and reading the old ones that you recommended. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I can talk about middle grades for hours. No, that's awesome. I'm so glad that like we had you on and I was able to figure out what I'm going to read next. Yeah, so definitely she's doing some reading vlogs of reading some of the books that she talked about. So check out her channel. Again, all of that stuff will be in the notes of today's show. Thank you, Allie. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So what's been going on in your corner of the world, Jacqueline? Well, we've been getting lots of snow and ice. Like, it's not like a huge amount at the moment, but it's like every single week we're getting some type of like snowstorm, ice storm or whatever. So it's a little like frustrating because it's like, okay, then I can't like drive my car to work and I have to like get my boss to pick me up because she's four wheel drive or I can't get home. I literally was trying to like get home. Thankfully, my boss was like, 
driving behind me because we both closed but i was going up i have a prius so it's not good in the snow and i was like going up the hill and i was like never mind i'm going backwards this isn't working (laughs) so i had to like stuff out in texas though oh yeah yeah my sister lives in texas and there was like so many of my friends in the book club live in texas and yeah they they were like without power for so long and like water and boiling even all that kind of stuff our, mm-hmm. One of our guests yeah. here on the podcast, like, she was struggling, and I was just, what can I do to help? I just, it's all over the news, and the college is there, and, like, obviously yeah. we have friends there. So I, we didn't have it that bad. Like, we didn't yeah. lose power. But I have been in that situation before yeah. a couple years mm-hmm. ago, and it is not cool. And we did invest in a generator because of, like, how torturous yeah. it is to go without yeah. power. I think we're just, I mean, I am personally over the cold weather in general. I am looking forward to spring i actually yeah i usually like i do love all different seasons like i could never live somewhere where it's like always the same season Mm -hmm. um but i am i'm just like kind of ready for it to get warmer and i'm really excited for like planting i want to plant a little garden in pots on my front porch like i'm not going to do the excuse me i'm not going to do the raised bed garden that i did at my last house because we don't really have much of a backyard it's more of like a front and side yard so we have a nice porch at this new house and i want to put like pots of like just some vegetables and herbs and stuff so i'm really excited to like get that going because my porch is kind of like empty and bare and that's gonna be you know like decoration you know I I feel like my plants are just (laughs) they are so hungry for the sun and I'm doing everything possible to get it to them my little such a good plant mom I'm a plant my bear paw (laughs) succulent is just he (laughs) so sad today and I had to take off some of the leaves and like try to try to propagate them and my big huge tall cactus I had to cut one of them off and I'm trying to get it to root it's just sad but anyway this weekend is really busy for me I have book club club events happening a bunch of them actually all in the same weekend and I need to film and edit for my YouTube channel I'm doing a birthday book haul because my friends have been so gracious Jacqueline my book club friends my online friends Allie sent me a book for my birthday Um, plus I want to read and I need to catch up on my shows that I want to watch Um, I have a whole list of shows that I want to watch oh I know what did I do last night I just started a new show I was like you know what forget all these shows that I have on my list (laughs) I started a show called tell me your secrets which is on Amazon Prime and it just came out and it's 10 episodes in total. It's a complex thriller revolving three characters, each with troubling pasts, clouding um, their intersecting motives. So you have Emma, who is a young woman who once loved a dangerous killer. You have John, who is a former serial predator, desperate for redemption. And you have Mary, a grieving mother who is obsessed with finding her missing daughter. I watched it was like midnight last night and I decided to watch this. So I watched two episodes last night and I am hooked. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I can't add another show right now because like, okay, so Alvin and I, we've been here, you know, everyone's been raving about Shit's Creek. So we finally started it, I mean, like one or two months ago and we've been like occasionally watching like, they're really short episodes, like 20 minutes and we just hit season two and we're really loving it because like you just get really invested in the characters and it's like kind of funny but kind of like real life I don't know it's really really good so we're watching that we're also obsessed with WandaVision right now 
Gotta watch the new episode from Yeah, yesterday. I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, it's so, so I can't, good. But I, I want to watch it so bad, but yeah. I just don't have Disney Plus. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then I'm going to start, actually, tonight. I'm going to watch three episodes with the book club. Um, the Behind Her Eyes adap- adaptation um, that came out on Netflix. So watching three episodes tonight, and I'm really excited. I hope it's really good. And then I'm also excited because the one book adaptation series is right. coming to Netflix in a couple weeks, I think. And yeah, I'm gonna watch that too. So I'm like, oh, I, I can't stop. Yeah, I need one. to watch the one. I need. I forgot about Behind yeah. Her Eyes, but I have something else going on for the book club tonight. But I want to finish watching Bridgerton. I want to watch Night Stalker. It's only like four episodes. I think I have one episode left. I want to watch Firefly Lane. That's ten episodes. Um, my husband and I just finished Outlander season four on Netflix, and I also want to watch that spinning out movie that's based on like a YA book that I haven't read, but I want to watch this series. Oh, and I'm an and episode behind ones. on This Is Us. Like that's my favorite. Oh, show I'm ever, behind but on I'm, This Is I'm Us. I'm an episode behind on that. I gotta <laughs> catch up. So, Can we just like quit all of our jobs and stuff and just like watch shows, read books, and do everything and else. make podcasts? Yeah, and sourdough stuff. <laughs> I know. I just feel like I just can't catch up. So yeah, that's what's going on. Another reminder that our next episode on March 15th will be our book discussion of the much-anticipated release of YA thriller The Project by Courtney Summers. And if you'd like to recommend a topic for us to discuss in a future episode or for us to read and discuss a certain book, reach out to us at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at talkbookishpodcast. As always, we'll be back every other Monday for more bookish talk, so come back and join us again in two weeks. Until next time, happy reading.